0: Welcome, everybody, all listeners everywhere to the Common Geeking Program. We are a weekly book club podcast about geek culture, where each week we discuss a topic from various geeky, nerdy perspectives. I am your host, Colin Ketchin, and as this is episode 100 of the Common Geeking Program, we're oh, going to be... Wait, I have
1: my fucking... Oh, I, I should have gotten him out.
0: You've gotten your what out? The... <laughs>
1: You know, the, I don't remember what, what occasion I had them for before, but the little like, oh yeah, the party favorite. I think it was like things, episode,
0: yeah. I think it was what you, oh, was, that was it episode 50? 50. Yeah, episode 50. What, but then that turned into 49. Anyway, we're talking about miles. No, 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 the, the
1: Star Wars episode turned into 49. That one was episode 50.
0: Oh, okay. You oh, were you fact. on the shipping episode? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the, uh, the topic today, or rather the theme is milestones, talking about, Uh, significant (laughs) points in the development of media, such as anniversaries, finales, new iterations, anything that celebrates progress made. Uh, joining me today, I have two folks, I have Jeff and Chowder, why don't you introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, my, no, fuck you, it's me first. I'm gonna say Wow. He said Jeff and Chowder, not Chowder and Jeff. Rough, rough start.
0: (laughs) Guys, this is a celebration. Of the progress we've made, I'm celebrating
1: myself by going first. Hi, okay. <laughs> my name is Jeff Levitt, and uh, this week I'm going to be talking about uh, the series. Yeah, that's right, I said it. The series finale, two-parter. Nobody
0: knows why it's controversial yet. You have to say the other of, part of the thing. Of
1: Scrubs, aka okay, <laughs> season eight. It's it was supposed to be the series finale, and then they they made a shitty. season And then ABC
2: happened. Yeah. Um, Chowder, how about you? Uh, hi. I'm Time or Chowder, whichever you prefer. And uh, I'm repping episode 43 of OKKO. Okay, Let's Be Heroes. It, the episode is called Let's, Let's Watch the Pilot, where uh, the characters of OKKO okay, watch the pilot to their <laughs> own show. <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. Now, so on the first episode of the Common Geeking Program, it was myself, Jeff, and Chowder, but the dearly departed Austin was a part of that cast, too, and I was kind of sad that we couldn't have, like, the original four CGP cast members for the 100th episode. So I kind of started to, like, sadly wander around various New York State grad school campuses, and <laughs> guess who I found?
1: A necromancer?
0: It's- it's, it's Austin! <laughs> I guess Thanos' gauntlet sends people to grad school, so that's pretty cool. Kind of a spoiler for Avengers Endgame, but the Soul Stone <laughs> less important than we thought.
1: I would just like to say that not everyone who goes to grad school dies off the podcast i'm also in grad school
0: yeah but you didn't get sent there by thanos you chose to go to grad school austin was was sent there by eddie that's true So austin uh now that you're back from the afterlife hi how you doing bud um
3: yeah yeah great it's just fantastic <laughs> we survived 2018 i guess
0: somehow <laughs> so austin uh, on the topic of milestones i know you're coming into this totally blind but i don't know if you had anything in mind for what you'd like to discuss on this episode yeah
3: um well luckily uh the 21st of january is the anniversary of the release of super smash bros in japan so uh, i can just this episode as an opportunity to talk about (laughs) smash bros as a whole because there aren't any real developments for the original game going on right now
0: that's fair but we do have a fantastic iteration upon it so uh, as far as as far as the way this episode is going to work we're back to four people which is something we haven't done in a while but with four people what's going to happen is I actually don't have a single topic I actually want to talk about the significance of the milestones that these guys have brought from their media we're going to launch into a discussion Uh, but for each of your domains I'm going to ask you each three questions first what milestone are you celebrating? So, you've sort of answered that with what your domain is. Second, what is significant about this milestone to the production of the domain? So, what role does it play in your domain's celebration of itself? And thirdly, how is it significant to you as a patron of it? We're gonna use that to jump into the discussion. I have some stuff I like to talk about How Much Your Mother, episodes 100 and 200. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, Doctor Who 50th. I have some points I might cross-reference here, but you guys are the stars of the show. Um, I guess we can sort of jump right into it, unless any of you guys have any uh, comments in this 100th introduction section of the Common Geeking Program.
2: Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, <coughs> Colin sucks. Why you gotta do that?
0: That was fast.
2: <laughs> the people have spoken. Why
0: you gotta do that? Did any of you listen to the episode that came out today, episode 97? I was uh, in it.
3: Not yet. No, actually. Yeah, you
0: were on it, Jeff, but uh, you guys were talking some shit about the episode when you thought you were the editor, so you might want to take another gander at this once oh, I shit. got my paws on oh, it.
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did think I was going to edit that
0: episode. <laughs> You're in for a bit of a treat. <laughs> oh, boy. Alrighty. Cool, so I'm going to do uh, a little longer than normal. I'll give you guys like eight, ten minutes each uh, to talk about some stuff. You do not need to fill the time if you do not want to or can't. Odo, oh, no, you need to back the fuck up before you kill my podcast.
2: <laughs> 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 what, what would the 100th, aniver- 100th episode anniversary be without podcast? More functional? <laughs> Seriously, the podcast
0: is, I think he's trying to absorb the podcast into it. He's becoming the podcast. He's absorbing
2: it. I am become podcast, destroyer of worlds.
3: <laughs> What's it going to look like when Odo's the podcast? When Odo Invisible? is the
0: podcast, you're just going to have a really weird waveform across your audio editor.
1: Yeah. No, it's like you'll be listening to a podcast, but you won't hear anything, but you'll see a cat in front of you. So like it'll come in through your ears, but it'll be reacting your eye, your eyes.
0: Which is terrible. Wh- while you were playing the podcast, there is a cat. And while it's paused, there exactly. is no cat.
1: It's going to be really dangerous for, uh, for those of us who listen to the podcast in our commute to <laughs> work, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, I'm, <sorry. laughs> oh, I'm going to enjoy some fun media where I don't have to look at things. You know, plug in your audio, cat in front of your face on the highway. While driving
2: 65 on the highway.
3: Yeah, I think you guys just came up with a new episode of Black Mirror. I
4: think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All righty. <laughs> uh,
0: Jeff, after this horrifying proposition, which I have driven with my cat on my dashboard, it's not fun. Jeff, uh, you're talking about, I already forgot. The uh, the series finale, two-parter of Scrubs. Season 8 finale of Scrubs, the two-parter, my finale, parts 1 and 2. Why don't you tell me a little about this bad boy? Why don't you summarize the finale of Scrubs? No spoiler. I'm kidding, you can spoil it.
1: Should I start off with, What scrubs is just like a sentence synopsis.
0: I mean if you can keep it to a sentence, I'd be delighted.
1: Uh, Oh god I don't know why I set myself to that.
3: I know the perfect way to describe it
1: Uh, Scrubs is a show about doctors and is funny (laughs) Comma sort of like a sitcom, (laughs) but not necessarily question mark end of sentence and line as
0: jeff dictates this podcast into his phone instead of actually recording it <laughs> uh
1: yeah the, the, you know
0: that's what scrubs is it's a show starring uh zach braff
1: yes yeah, so it stars zach braff uh who plays a at the beginning of the series a young doctor named jd as in john dorian um and yeah he goes throughout his adventures in the hospital and the two-parter in my finale is JD's last day working at Sacred Heart Hospital, because he, in a previous few episodes, he got a better-paying job at a different hospital, which is, gosh, it's like Two hours away or something. Yeah, like that? it's it,
0: it's closer to his son. Uh, he'll be working under the chief of medicine, Doctor Mantoots. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh my god, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I only rewatched the the finale <laughs> episodes <laughs> to, to prep for this. But yeah, um, so it's so like part of the shtick of the show, right, is that JD has this you know ongoing thing where he'll imagine these fantasies in particular scenarios, and then the it'll. The show will cut to this imagined fantasy that's, like, usually pretty ridiculous, and it will, like, cut back to JD, like, looking up into space, like, thinking to himself, like, imagining the scenario. And the, uh, the finale plays off that a little bit. Um, for all intents and purposes, it's mostly just, like, an average day in the hospital. He's got a pretty uneventful case. Um, well, I mean, not uneventful. For the people
0: involved, but like It does thematically tie into his own personal journey.
1: Yeah, it does, but it's like it's not like it's not made like this big, huge, grand, glamorous case at the end. It's just another yeah. you know. Um where there there's this woman and she's got gosh, what's it called? What's the Parkinson's. Disease
0: or no, Huntington's Huntington's.
1: Yeah, Huntington. She's got Huntington Hunting Wow. Hunting <laughs> I can't say words. How do you say that? Hunting hunt Oh my god! I want
0: to. I want to let you I live in this
1: space for
3: a minute. I'm having a good time. Ugh, I feel like Keenan. It's like it's like Washington, <laughs> but instead of wash, you say hunt.
1: Huntington's <laughs> disease. Thank you, Austin. This
0: is the only situation where replacing the word wash with hunt is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, could you go hunt my underwear? Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway so uh this woman's got huntington's disease and um so her personality is changing and she's kind of getting dementia and yada yada etc cetera, etc cetera. and then jd has to tell her son that who's you know about his age that um that it's hereditary basically and he's got a 50 50 shot of having it himself um so that's that's kind of the case in the episode but mostly the episode is is JD kind of experiencing his last day at the hospital and wanting it to be this big sentimental occasion, but mostly people are kind of just treating it like any other day besides his girlfriend Elliot and his best friend Turk and Carla, you know, the other main characters of the show. And, of course, he wants the big approval from Dr. Cox, the uh, his his mentor, as it were, who is, you know, a, just a gruff asshole in the show, uh, and that's kind
0: of his whole thing. You should watch that. No, sorry, you should hunt that, my bad. Yeah,
1: I should hunt that, yeah. <laughs> um
0: How am I doing on time? Uh I have yeah, no like idea. yeah, like four minutes left.
1: Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean the it's it's spread out between the two episodes for some reason, but uh you know, basically it's just JD wanting other people to like have a significant goodbye as it's his last day
0: and he does he does trick dr cox into giving him that like emotional confession so he
1: has some he has some good goodbyes with the janitor he's kind of had like a like a nemesis relationship with the entire series and then uh he yeah he keeps asking for a big goodbye from dr cox and dr cox is refusing because he doesn't like sharing his emotions and insists that's just who he is but then JD tricks him by getting one of the interns to um, to like, at, right as JD leaves, say like, "Oh, why is he making such a big deal out of this?" Which triggers mm. Doctor Cox into being like, "Oh no, John Dorian is a great doctor and he's my friend." But then, meanwhile, JD snuck back up and is standing right behind him, so he got it. He got his good goodbye. It was a good and moment. He, honestly, <laughs> that was weird because like. When I watched the series the first time, I sort of thought that that moment was supposed to be left ambiguous as to whether or not that was a fantasy. But then I watched it this time, and it definitely wasn't. No, it was.
0: It was definitely a real thing because uh, he, uh, Doctor Cox, threatened Sonny after JD right walked out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so where I want this to dovetail into is this this series finale uh, went on that ABC kind of forced him to make another season that was different, and it was not yeah. really considered very good. A lot of fans don't consider it part of the show, but. Yeah. So this season completed. eight finale, um, <laughs> what is significant about this milestone? Like in terms of how they how they produce the show.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in all intents and purposes, it was the finale of the show. Like at the moment, at the very least, you know, like they forced them to kind of make this other season afterwards, but that was not planned before season eight ended. Like at the very end, you know, they've got like this long thing, like after the after, uh, you know, JD walks out of the hospital,
0: right. There's, oh, yeah, it's like the the behind-the-scenes thing.
1: Yeah, there's like a little behind-the-scenes thing for like 10 minutes or so that's got, uh, you know, Ted's band playing, like, uh, doing a... Court- An acapella... Acapella version of the theme song of the show, and it's, it's showing everyone, like, and doing their last scenes and some fun bloopers. Yeah. And they definitely say, like, oh, that's a series rap on this person, right? So that, it was intended to be mm. the end of the show,
0: for sure. Um, Do you think it did a good job of wrapping up everything the show set up?
1: Yeah, and I think it did. I mean, like, it, there at the very end, there's this long scene where JD is, like, he's imagining it. They're not actually there, but he walks down the hallway, a long hallway in the hospital, and, like, everyone is standing there and, like, greeting him, like, a bunch of side characters that we haven't seen in several seasons, old patients that he shared moments with that died. Um, you know, his brother shows up, who's a reoccurring character, and then he... He walks out of the hospital and he says like, "Oh, it's not too good to just like always be living in the past." And then he like experiences this moment where he's imagining the future with him and Elliot getting married. and That
0: flash forward fucking kills me every yeah, time. no,
1: I fucking cry it's every so...
0: time. It's like that... <laughs> so like perfectly emotional.
1: And that that emotional moment is what makes it feel like it does such a perfect job of wrapping up the series, right? Because like you know, the show is funny and it's fun and it's got its emotional moments. And to, like, bring it to an end like that where it's, like, you know, it's a comedy, but instead of it being, like, oh, here's the ultimate funny episode, it's, like, here's a kind of retrospective, a kind of, like, relaxed ending with, like, nothing too crazy going on, just another day at Sacred Heart and JD is experiencing all these emotional things. And, you know, ultimately the entire series has been about, like, sort of JD and his expectations and his fantasies and stuff like that, so I think that it was a very fitting ending in that way. And I'm, I'm talking about it in terms of it being a milestone of an ending and that's kind of no, the a milestone that's a, it th- I would
0: call that a significant point in development and you sort of kind of wrapped up the why it's significant to you So that that's perfect. So solid scrubs or s- scrubs summer scrubs scru- a summary of scrubs <laughs> scrubsery scrubsery. Um, scrubsery. B- <laughs> bailing on that bit. We're gonna move on now <laughs> <laughs> chowder my boy you've brought a show i know next to nothing about so i will not be talking over you at all please inform me (laughs) about okko you said episode 43 is that correct yes all right um based on the little tease you gave me in the intro i'm interested reel me in
2: what's up (laughs) all right so uh, about the show okko it's uh It's an animated series on Cartoon Network. Uh, It's about this kid named Ko who lives in this sort of world where, kind of like an exaggeration of like Saturday morning cartoons and video games, where you know people level up and there are like card carrying bad guys and good guys who just exist.
1: Everyone's like a superhero or a villain, basically,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, And is the show by is the show by Rebecca Sugar? Am I making that up? No, no, it's by Ian. Crap, I. Is it just is
1: it just like it? a similar
0: animation style to Steven Universe?
1: No, I just I've heard her talk about okay. things before. Oh, is she is he her partner?
2: Is that? Uh, yes, I I do I think so. That uh, that name sounds familiar.
1: I think that they're like married or something.
2: Okay, here we go. Ian Jones Court Court courty uh, <laughs> uh, Ian Jones quarty He. Uh, I'm 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 sorry if I got your name <laughs> wrong, dude. <laughs> I'm sure he's
0: listening. He is not listening. We've only said his name once in a row, so he didn't get the Google alert.
1: Ian Jones Cordy, Ian Jones Cordy, Ian Jones Cordy. But if we're pronouncing was... it wrong, he's not going to get it.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah,
1: no.
2: yeah. <laughs> he, That's he how I worked... guess. I can't believe that joke is still happening. He worked on Steven Universe, and he's running the show. Uh, anyways. Uh...
1: No, they're they're not a thing. I just made that up. I'm so sorry. So, uh... Oh, no, they are a thing. I didn't make that up. I'm not oh, sorry. Oh, my he God. Is, uh, he is
2: partners with Red for Sugar. That's, <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay. Uh. Anyway, so the particular episode I'm—I'll uh, wait for Kyle to finish. No,
1: I'm not. I'm not talking. No,
2: he'll keep going. I'm laughing. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, the particular episode I'm talking about is episode 43. Let's watch the pilot. Uh, in this episode, like uh, the three main characters of Okko, okay, Ko, Rad, and Enid. Uh, they're like. It, in the context of this episode, they're like actors who play those characters uh. on the it's, <laughs> it's very meta. That's and really so, funny. So so like they come onto this uh talk show where like they're taken off guard when like the uh talk show host like sh- shows them like their pilot episode and like they're pretty much they pretty much end up spending the episode watching their own pilot episode and like commenting on it, making jokes about like how the art style is so different. Uh how uh you know how the characters act very differently how how the acting is different and you know just making all these very meta jokes where yeah, where you know everyone each other's nerves about like an old project you know so
0: are they just like mst 3 k their own shit yes
2: yes i love it and yeah and uh for those of you who don't know a pilot of is like uh, a sample episode that's more of a proof of concept for the networks, usually. Oh, so
1: it wasn't episode one, it was the pilot? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't... So had it been previous, I mean, I guess it must have been previously aired, right?
0: Because people approved the...
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know how pilots, like, pilots like... work anymore. Do they air them or do they it, just, it, like, generally, send them to the... Generally,
0: yes, pilots are usually written as an episode one, but they don't
2: have to be. Uh, it it went through some big changes from pilot to the actual series. Like the thing is, like uh, they did air the they did air the pilot on a uh, on the internet, but like the actual time between when the pilot aired and when the actual series got greenlit and then when it aired mm-hmm. was a really long time. And uh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: What were your the two questions, Colin? So I- the, we the milestone you're celebrating. We've got that. It's okay, Ko. I wanted to ask what is significant about this milestone to the production of the domain? Like, how is it how is it measured as, like, a point of progress? What, is it, what progress has it made? I could ask this question a few more ways, but I'll stop now.
2: Yeah. All right. That's, <laughs> the progress that it's made is, it, it, well, it's basically going, holy shit, this actually got off the ground. We have <laughs> 43 episodes. We've been greenlit for another season. God damn. Like, uh, and, like, uh, honestly, uh, you can branch this off into just uh just about anything in that like the amount of moving parts in the production of any kind of art it's a goddamn miracle anything gets made i mean shit we know from experience what it's like to have a project that we started put a lot of work into and it never saw the light of day
1: yeah i don't want to talk about it i just packed up the props from that project earlier
2: today
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I still think about but, it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the significance is, you know, like they're looking at the pilot and they're thinking about how all the ideas that they had developed had changed, how much it hadn't changed, and just going, holy shit, all this hard work paid off. Something, it saw the light of day. And yeah, that is That's cool. that is the milestone they're celebrating. Then finally, how is it, As
0: um uh, then how is it, significant to you as a viewer we know how they're reflecting on their own progress how did you feel having watched that episode as a fan of the show
2: uh having watched this episode as a fan of the show i it was kind of nice just like uh uh thinking about like I, I saw the pilot when it came out too and uh you know there were times when i'm like whatever happened to that show that was pretty cool i could i would have liked to see more of it mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and like when it finally got made it's like oh shit this is really good and like this well, basically, my reaction was just kind of a, a, amusement in that, like, uh I, I, you know what? I think I can put it to words now. Sympathy. It's sympathy. <laughs> it's sympathy in that, like, I understand wh- why the creators made this episode. Why they feel this way. You know, like this. This was a troubled production, and I can sympathize with them, like, wanting to pat themselves on the back for a job well done. So there you go yeah
1: i like episodes where you sort of see like the the creators like kind of shine through and be like oh you know maybe this doesn't make sense within the universe but like you're clearly hearing something like the the direct voice of the person you know making this thing i, I don't know it's kind of a nice mm. nice thing to see shows do right yeah, yeah.
0: no i enjoy that that's very nice Well, with that under wraps, we're gonna move on to our third representative—the triumphant return of one Austin Liebers. You're talking about Smishy Brishies, Smosh Bros. What's a
1: Smishy Brishy? We're gonna, we're That's gonna... what I'm gonna refer to exclusively as for the rest of my life.
0: I've made my mark on the world, and I am content. Farewell, ye heathens. <laughs> so, Austin, <laughs> you're talking about Smash Bros, and it has just Jeez. reached the anniversary of its original release. Uh, you're talking about the N64 version. Yes. Was that yeah. 98?
3: Um, 99.
0: 99. Yeah. Oh, 20th anniversary. Hot buckets. Yeah, nice. So it's
3: like it's it's a it's a it's a nice round number. Perfect.
0: I was <laughs> I was worried it was gonna be 21. What am I supposed to do with that shit.
3: No, it can't drink yet, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, in Japan can it? I don't know about Japan. Jeff, Maybe you've been can? to Japan. I don't know. You're a heavy drinker. No, I can't drink
3: in the U.S. I don't drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, so, but I'm curious. So Austin, awesome. Let's let's talk about Smash Bros. Give us a give us a little summary and we'll dive in from of there. Of Smash Bros? Yeah. <laughs> the narrative tapestry. It had, 20.
1: Hey, 20. Drinking age in Japan is 20, guys. Oh, it's so it can drink. drink. Smushy Brishy's
3: getting um, lit, and everyone is here. <laughs> Smushy Brishy getting swishy. <laughs> I. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I mean, if you're listening to the cast, you probably already know, but Smash Bros <laughs> is, uh, um, at least. The newest Smash Bros. game, ambitious crossover ev- event of uh, 2018, <laughs> um, and probably ever, <laughs> I'm going to say, because I want to. It but is more like, characters it, than Infinity it's War. It's sort of an unorthodox party-slash-fighting game. Um, that, it's a uh,
2: platformer fight. Fighter. That's uh, the specific name of the genre. Interesting. Yeah, oh, that ma- but
3: it like it created the genre though, didn't it? Yeah, I did. Not like yeah, okay. Because I don't play any of those things that I view as the knockoff Smash Bros. And Austin
1: would also like to say that it is he. Sh- it should be considered a Moba.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, Austin, you're. You're bullshit.
3: No, we d- we decided that it was. We had a good conversation about it. I'm. Ha- we don't need to go over. I
0: think I tuned in for like two minutes of that group chat and like I just muted it on my Apple Watch and went back to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had an essay had to work on. Um,
3: <laughs> but anyway, um, so like, uh, what's the? We
0: have. What are the? What are all the installations and like? What did each one do to the series? That's a good place okay. to start.
3: So, Smash, uh, Super Smash Bros. The original brought us our eight original characters and several stages for them to fight on. A bunch of fun items and stuff. We had, uh, we had, uh, uh Link, Pika- Link from The Legend of Link.
1: We had, um, <laughs> God damn it. We had a uh,
3: Pikachu from Pokemon and Go. Jigglypuff from Pokemon. <laughs> yep, from Pokemon Go. I forgot. right? <laughs> Jigglypuff. Um, I
2: don't think Jigglypuff was one of the original eight. Uh, he was like a character yeah. you could unlock in the original. Eight yeah, like...
1: yeah, yeah. So there there were more than eight in the original. It was oh, just thank God, started I was so off with confused
4: eight.
1: yeah huh. thank God! um was so Falcon, Yeah. Samus...
3: excuse me, what did you want to say, do you have something a <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so intimidating. Why is that so intimidating?
3: <laughs> Why? I don't know. You said something while
1: I was. Uh, D- do counting. you want help or do you want me to do it? Do you want to do it yourself? Because I- I've got like three
0: floating in my head. Well, you just said um, Captain Falcon and Samus. They're from the same game. Let's move on. Oh <laughs> uh,
3: well, we also had Donkey Kong mm. and um, from
0: Super Mario Bros. Was
1: was no Luigi and... was no he no, was no, the, no, not Mario. Okay. Mario, but Mario, I yeah, I see Mario. Mario already, yeah. Oh, okay. Mario, Yoshi. uh Yeah, it was Mario, Yoshi, Pikachu. Please, Samus, for the love of God, tell me Link. we're not going
0: to do this with every game. Oh, we no. definitely are.
2: <laughs> uh, oh man, who did I know? we did that with Ultimate. Oh, it'd be so funny. Link,
1: Samus, Mario, Pikachu, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, and someone. Bowser? Hold on, hold on. did you was it Bowser? Kirby. Oh, Kirby. the main character.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Smash Bros. One. That was ninety nine. When did Melee come was out? Oh geez
3: when did Melee come out? Was that O three or oh Melee is a myth. Two
2: thousand one. Melee came out in two thousand one. Hot diggity. Really?
3: Made the year It's wonderful. Um, and uh so flippantly I just wanna say that Melee. Made an unhealthy competitive environment, um, uh, and that's what it brought to the game, along with a number of other characters that we don't really need to get into. um But it, I don't know, Melee is a good game. It's a it's a game. I don't think it does all of the things that a that a fighting game should, or necessarily all the things that a casual party game should. Since like you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: but like you know, that's in hindsight. When like all the games after Melee came out, like when Melee came out, it really did take every everyone by storm, you know, the reason it had such oh, a... Oh, yeah, yeah. The it reason it great. had such a dedicated... Yeah, but there are still people who insist that it's the only game, so. <laughs> And in <laughs> like, 2007... the reason it has such a dedicated, uh, competitive scene is that people like the game so much, they want it to get good at.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah. but Yeah, but... And then
0: in 2007... Smash Bros made three big innovations. One, the Smash Ball. Two, Sonic got added. Brawl came in two thousand eight. Sonic got added. Three, they rep- Sonic snake. was the
1: only new
3: character. Three,
0: <laughs> they replaced Mewtwo with Lucario and everyone lost their shit.
3: I mean, yeah, but also more importantly, they changed the way that um dodging midair dodges and uh also the way that um dodging into the ground and stuff worked, so you couldn't do wave dashing anymore. And subspace emissary. So the so the uh the competitive scene was angry about that a little bit. And then some <laughs> other. They're still bit, angry about that. There was a competitive scene for Brawl for a while, which was like, cool. I'm not a huge fan of wave dashing stuff, mostly just because Sakurai didn't intend for it to be a thing. So I'm like, eh, it's not really what he wanted. And I kind of like the, the way that he's been doing his job. So, eh, whatever, if it's a mistake on his part. Um, But then the meta for Brawl got super stagnant and campy. So By was,
2: stagnant, he means Meta Knight metanite or metanite make your choice
3: well you could there were other like, that's why they meta call it a meta but, <laughs> 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 well like metanite just had the best move set overall but then like aside from metanite really meta very Knight. few other characters who but the characters who were good were like
2: like maybe snake maybe snake uh, yeah, well,
0: maybe I'm, snake doot 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 doot. <laughs>
3: thinking more like if if you play with certain play styles, you could use King Dedede and do a lot of chain grabs, which is just not fun to play against. Mm-hmm. Ice climbers. Oh my god, you. ice
2: climbers and their zero to death yep. are ridiculous. Also,
3: ice climbers. Um, and the, the other one I was going to mention was, um, uh, the uh, the Pikmin dude Olimar. 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 See, I kept thinking Alf, and I know that it wasn't Alf. <laughs> nope <laughs> um but yeah because because we have alf now kind of yeah. alts but um what a what's uh a... yeah and olimar could just do damage from across the map without like, any real commitment because he could have like eight billion pikmin out at the same time
0: um that's great so what were the innovations of smash 4 in 2014
3: Take away half of Olamar's pick, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, make the game faster. Because Brawl is yeah. super slow. They did some different balance stuff. And also, um, Smash 4 was they had like uh, not, they didn't give like an update schedule or anything, but they did some balance patches mm. along with yeah. other things while the game was going on. Yeah, but like. Then they uh, kind of fucked it at the end by like making Bayonetta.
2: Uh, <laughs> <in it. laughs> well, uh, Smash 4 is significant in that it's sort of an in between between uh, melees. Competitiveness and brawls, casualness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think couldn't even
1: give it a proper fucking title.
2: I mean, yeah, it was
0: also in the middle of the hell of the Wii U and the new Nintendo 3DS XL, where like their naming conventions were so off the rails.
1: Yeah, so it was it was on 3DS and Wii U, and yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I yeah. remember like, it being a big deal, but the love for it has not lasted. But Ultimate, I think Ultimate's got legs. Yeah,
3: Ultimate's yeah. got some real cool stuff going on, aside from the sheer roster They've size. They've got pipes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They. They've still. They've. Uh. The. The stuff they did with. Um. So. You know. They still didn't have wave dashing and stuff in. Uh. In Smash Four. They. There's kind of wave dashing in. Uh. Alt. Except that. Um, it's
2: not really viable as a tactic. They.
3: They made it so that you can't act out of a wave dash that you do. So it's like it's a useless thing to do. But you can like get really tiny amounts out of it. <laughs> I don't think there's any real purpose to do it. I'm just curious about like what the hell is up with uh Super Smash Bros physics that like Sakurai felt that he had to like have it in the game to have his directional air dodges be a thing again, but then also just make it so that uh, you know, you have a ton of lag after you do it, so that you don't get this really strange competitive environment like sakurai Um,
2: has always made it clear he's not a fan of wave dashing so i know
3: Um, oh he's also something else that i forgot to mention that started in uh started in brawl it might have started in melee um but in the first smash game there was also a thing you could do where out of when you use an aerial move and you uh, like hit the ground during the aerial move you could get rid of all the lag by like teching out of it kind of it was called z canceling Mm, Um, but that's mm -hmm. also a thing that sakura i didn't like like oh it's advanced techniques i don't like um but anyway uh
0: apparently he's never played an instrument that's just like no i'm just that's not a joke that's a comment like instruments have a way to play them And then there are extended techniques about, like, what if I bend the strings or hit, like, buttons I'm not supposed to hit, or, like, scream at the piano while holding the sustain pedal so it echoes my horrible you know, whatever. (laughs) That's an idea. So, I think, given your investment, I understand the importance of this to you, but at 20 years... How would you say that Ultimate is, uh, like a reflection on the development of this franchise?
3: Um, well, it's weird, because I hadn't thought about how old the Smash Brothers franchise was until I learned that this upcoming anniversary was going to be the 20th anniversary, and it's like, I'm barely older than this
4: franchise.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We are all, uh... And we're all here. Um, but also, like, there are kids who are younger than the franchise who are, like, getting into it. And that's also a s- just surreal thing. Um, uh, Jimmy Neutron
0: like- gives me the same existential crisis. Oh, Jesus, yeah.
1: Is Jimmy Neutron not younger than we are? Isn't
0: no, it that, is. Like, way but too? like not not it's, much. It's, there are people that are younger than Jimmy Neutron, and I feel like that shouldn't, like, be a thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... After Jimmy Neutron errors, <laughs> everyone has to ha- stop having it becomes games. children yes. of men out here. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, it's like, there should, you know, there should people who weren't around when people started walking off the stage, DK holding someone on his back. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. It I don't like it. Um,
2: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think the other significance is that Super Smash Bros., well, it's a massive crossover between all these different video game characters. And, like, it has grown to become, like, this sort of hall of fame where, video game hall of fame, where, like, uh, like, a character making it into the Smash roster is, like, a mark of, like, it's honor. It's like getting, a mark of like a musician
0: yeah. getting parodied by a weird app. Piranha Plant, looking at
1: you. <laughs> we fit trainer hall of fame like, <laughs> so though
3: it's it's interesting i think i think it's cool just because it's Dark like, this really weird idea for a fighting game happened and yeah. it's been super popular the entire time which is i mean it's there are a number of factors because like most other uh traditional fighting games cater to a very specific very competitive sort of audience and uh smash bros kind of turned that on its head to try it, to get yeah. it to be a family thing a party thing just to have everyone running around and throwing uh bomb balls and uh flowers at each other and that stupid fucking mushroom
2: yeah and if you're brawl you'll have, like, a dedicated single-player campaign that's, like, way better than it ever needed to be. Like, holy shit! so damn. good. Subspace Emissary is so good.
0: You're talking to the guy who just, who has so far sunk 27 hours into Smash Ultimate's World of Light. So, yikes.
1: Subspace Emissary is superior. I will say that.
2: I've, I've sunk a lot of time into World of Light, too, but They're let's be fun. real. Subspace is, like, leaps and bounds. But than... They're just
1: different things. I I enjoy yeah. what both of them are, but I think like when I like I was down for World of Light, and when I started playing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is really fun. But I still I'm holding on to that initial reaction of kind of disappointing that there aren't like you know all the fun cutscenes that emissary yeah. had, and like going and fighting a bunch of like you know neutral, easily killable mobs. There's a lot. There was a lot of fun to World of Light, and I think that it probably was more hours of. Uh, campaign that subspace yeah. was. Um, <laughs> so, I-, I think that both have, like, some things going for them and I liked seeing the creative ways that they were, like, you know, incorporating different characters using the 72 that they had. But
0: Yeah. Alright, well, thank you guys. I have to put a cap on that before we spend the rest yeah, of please. the episode talking just about various Smash <laughs> metas over the last two decades. <laughs> um, but obviously, we all love it. And we are at a really interesting point in its development. With that, though, we're going to wrap up our domains and pop into the discussion. Uh, So let's do that. (laughs) Remember when we used to, like, wait 30 seconds to clap?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That sucked. (laughs) What a point of development we found. <laughs> Waiting
1: 30 seconds to, to clap is
0: life. So we've made it. We've made it, folks, to the 100th discussion section. We've made a lot of progress since episode one, now back we- when there was a discussion section and a question section which we got rid of only because Eddie confused the two, and I liked it better that way. (laughs) Amazing. I did not even remember that being a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a... There was,
1: like, specifically a question section within the... Like, was it ever... It wasn't ever split up by... No,
0: it was discussion. It was, like, a place to discuss, and questions was where... The host was intended. Right, but it
1: was never split up by like an audio cue. No, was it? because
0: it ended up like not really happening. I'd have uh-huh. to listen to the pilot again, which I probably should have done in preparation for this. <gasps> but I didn't want to listen to that audio quality again.
1: Well, the pilot didn't have sections.
2: We we could just MSTK. We could just MSTK. <laughs> Our own pilot episode. It would be really annoying though because (laughs) you would have one, an
0: audio track for an audio track is insanity. Don't do it. Two, (laughs) the audio quality was so bad before, and at least now it's decent. Well,
1: then you'd be able to tell the difference.
0: You know? Because if we go back to the original, you will barely understand chowder and you'll hear a very clear chowder talking about intel- unintelligible chowder. Well, at, it's least, just...
1: that, at least you'll be able to understand which is pre- which is past and which is present.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the mechanism I was going for. Good. <laughs> it's all
1: been leading up to this. I don't even, we didn't even have like sections in the first episode, did we? It was just like we put the audio cues where the conversation split up. Yeah. Yes,
0: for the pilot. But then immediately after the pilot, I wrote a format. Which is described with OKKO, where you make a pilot and then you do work on it. I did work on it and a lot of it didn't happen. But we still
2: call it episode one. (laughs) We do. (laughs) It's still up there. I mean, sometimes a pilot is episode one. Sometimes it isn't, you know? Yeah, but. (laughs) I saw
0: like a tweet one time of someone being like, yo, why does every series got an episode called Pilot? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I know. Before I
1: knew what pilots were, I thought, because, like, I I knew that the first episode of Seinfeld was called Pilot, and it's about, like, him picking up someone from the airport. So I just thought it was a, yeah.
0: Oh, what a terrible (laughs) association to set your understanding. (laughs) All right. So the three things we got. We got scrubs. We got. Okay, K.O., we got Smash Bros. Smash Bros. (laughs) Uh, We got everything here at Zelda's Discount Warehouse. Now, (laughs) what are... I wanted to say, because you guys have each picked things that you think represent the best of the domains you've brought. Do we? And to sort of contrast that, do each of you have, like, quickly, like, a little nugget of a time where maybe your series was not so good? Like, a contrast to (laughs) that milestone. Jeff, you could just talk about season nine. Season nine was just. I
1: mean, honestly, season nine was not a bad show. It was not the same show. Yeah, that was the problem. And I think that its biggest failing was being labeled with Scrubs because it was just not the same quality as the show before. Yeah, they focused on different characters. They, you know, said things about the world that probably didn't need to happen, like saying that Sacred Heart as a hospital got torn down, and they, you know,
0: yeah. In one year, we tore it down and built. A college campus that is like bustling with medical students yeah
1: it was that's not how that usually works no it's not yeah it didn't make any sense and like if if that show just aired and had one season and it was about the characters it was about and whatever right you know people could say like oh that's kind of similar to scrubs haha right but you know it it was it was a decent (laughs) enjoyable experience but it was not the same show you know mm, yeah, and that that was kind of the the big thing about it right is that like
0: yeah, and it, it's weird with scrubs Because it's like that kind of like sour taste of a season came right after that really well-received yeah, finale and It was a great so finale, it's like yeah so, so it's like it's a contrast that hits hard and it makes that finale kind of stand out even more as a high-quality thing
1: Yeah, and other than that, I think scrubs mostly just went for me I, I, I mean, I'd have to watch it again, but I think it mostly just went up in quality as it went along you know, like even some of the first season is a little hard to watch now, just because like I know how much better the later seasons are. You know, yeah.
0: I kind of, I sometimes say I wish that you could have the production value and style of season eight with some of the writing of season one. Like that would be the perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. the perfect version of that show. Chowder with OKKO. OK do you have any like, do you have any moments from that show that maybe show the cracks in the foundation,
2: or I mean, is it like, all just a knockout. I mean, like. uh... <laughs> The show is relatively new it uh only came out a couple came out on in 2017 uh oh, okay oh wow, yeah so it's a new But well, like it's it's uh i don't know it's like it started out hitting the ground running, but like it's gotten even better since isn't, since airing a- adding like uh
1: forty seven episodes kind
2: of
0: a lot for only
2: having been out like a year. Is, is it like
0: the eleven-minute things where they air two 11 minutes? Oh, okay.
2: They're eleven-minute. They're yeah. They're eleven-minute things. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, with that, I mean, do you think the pilot might then represent the worst of the show, if only because it's unrefined?
2: Yes. Actually, I was gonna get get to that. Like, the pilot is actually the weak. Would be the weakest part. It's uh, it's unrefined. The uh, animation isn't quite isn't uh quite as good. The art's not quite as good. The characters are meh, and like. Yeah, no, they much much like the Epps, folks. Fun at uh, how uh, how flawed the pilot was too. So you know, I feel like there's nothing I can really add to that, can I? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's no, I
0: I I hadn't realized that there was such a disparity from your original summary. Uh, And Austin, just to tack it on there, low point in Smash Bros that you think is contrasted by the resounding success of Ultimate? Question mark (laughs) Smash (laughs) Four. (laughs) what
3: no i think um there are a couple ways so i think uh i would say that yeah i think the low point of smash uh smash bros overall um was probably still brawl for a couple reasons i'm gonna say like because i think so you've got like the really fun single player stuff going on right but that's never been like the focus of smash bros it's it's supposed to be like you know I mean, not necessarily supposed to be. But at one least thing. their their
1: campaign wasn't just single player. Like you could play it with multiple people.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah. Brawl yeah, like yeah, also yeah. added a lot multiple. of like just stuff for the casual players. Like, uh, like if you're a competitive player, Brawl is the weakest. But like for anyone else, Brawl is like really good and like set a new standard Uh, no
3: it's definitely it was a it was a fun solid game but i think that like it's not like the casual players got shafted in any of the other games either like just brawl is the one place where something fell down a lot and also like for everyone like for suddenly we didn't have Mewtwo anymore. When every other character from Melee came, well, no, except for Roy, but nobody cared and about. Pichu Roy. And Pichu and Doctor Mario. Um,
1: people, those are characters that lots of people care about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke.
3: Doctor Mario and Roy, I don't find uh, as important. Oh, Young Link I mean, also maybe, was. Maybe, gone, maybe a I lot of people right? care about Doctor Mario that I don't know about, but Roy was like, Roy was from an old Fire Emblem game that uh, didn't really get too much uh, wide play outside of uh, Japan, and I mean, you know, small fandoms, but, um...
1: No, I agree, Mewtwo was definitely the biggest uh, hit. It's like, you know,
3: Brawl Brawl lost some characters and that wasn't a thing that had happened before, so no one was expecting That's it. That's true. Mm. And ult- Ultimate fixed that problem. And then, you know, the, the competitive side of things <laughs> was something else, but then also, like, even just, like, not playing like I don't know it to talk about like the the value of a game when you're not playing competitively but also trying to talk about it in an informed way um I still think that like the the slower gameplay of Brawl wasn't as fun in some ways because like you know even if you're just playing around uh like around a tv with a couple friends it's it can be like I don't know yeah. kind of kind of disappointing to see that like some characters are just like super slow or super floaty and you're just like trying to get to the to like to get back down to the stage but you're super easy to juggle and it's like oh well I I yeah. don't know it's a thing I mean we we did we did get to we did get around that by making up like silly things like snakes on a plane and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That was cool but like well so, no, good. so
0: I mean at at this point I mean. I think the only significance of a milestone is, is, I think, to remark upon, well, as we're talking about this whole time, remark upon the progress that has been made or the changes or lack of progress that have been made. Um, and these are, again, all comparing things within things that we love. Do you guys have any thoughts about maybe milestones in franchises or media that you, you think kind of missed their mark? Like I love How oh, I Met geez. Your Mother, and I think episode one hundred where you see the mother's foot and you get a musical number is great. Episode two hundred where it's all about the mother is like amazing, and people hated the series finale. I love the series finale of How I Met Your Mother. I
1: don't <laughs> have major qualms with it, but. but like,
0: but like people, people really thought it didn't deliver on what the show had promised them. It's more
1: just like it didn't really line up with what they were leading to the entirety of the last season, which was like a big push to get ted over robin right and then at the end of the the series they're like oh hey Ted's going back to robin which i'm not i don't have anything against you know yeah well
0: even even though i may like disagree with the criticisms of it like it's i was uh i'm rewatching it again for like the 10th time and i went through uh wikipedia and it was like it's considered one of the worst series finales of all time it's on all these lists of people saying this is the worst finale like worse than
1: like the sopranos or like I think Evangelian the sopranos or... is divisive
0: but I don't think it's considered awful but <laughs> like I do you guys have any other things where like you know celebrating your favorite video game franchise anniversary good series ending re- reflective episodes can you guys think of times where like maybe that stuff doesn't
2: work uh well uh there is uh there's a little game called Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 <laughs>
4: <laughs> what do,
2: what was, was just an easy one. So <laughs> oh, 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 god!
0: Last year, I bought it just so I could play through it again and remind myself how awful it was. I'm, I didn't make it through Silver's story. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, two thousand six. Uh, we talked about that on episode nineteen, Modern Fastware. It is. The 15th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog, it was his transition to HD, and it was an unpolished mess of a game where, like, even if it, even if it was polished, the levels weren't all very fun. Mm-hmm. The gameplay itself was not very fun. Also, story, Sonic
2: made out with a human princess. Sonic
0: kissed a human person, which is, like, that controversy has been overshadowed by, like, the proposed designs of him for the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog film, of which I'm equally upset. <laughs> but Sonic's still not allowed to fuck. Have you seen those horny-ass calves on the poster? Horny-ass calves. <laughs> Sonic fucks now. Uh, That's the problem. I, I, <laughs> That's what we don't uh, want. So... I mean, I, yeah, I can definitely think of a
1: couple finales and stuff that are even milestones that were not great the ones that spring to mind are the the series finale of samurai jack that was rough yeah i remember Mm, you talking about that a while ago Yeah, so they they brought samurai jack for back for a fifth season on adult swim um you know years after the original show was canceled right and they like it was 10 episodes and episodes one through nine were just like fucking amazing and then for whatever reason episode 10 was just like really bad and it was not very well <laughs> received um you know i've had maybe lots they of...
0: ran out of good budget
1: yeah i don't know it was it was really weird because it seemed like that that season as a whole was like written as like one story arc so i just can't imagine how they got to the point where episode 10 happened and like because it just felt like very mm. rushed right and i was like yeah. okay but you had time to like Rethink that in the writing stage of this right so I don't know
0: well comparing that to scrubs like Obviously two entirely different shows yeah, but like what is it about one finale that makes you feel rewarded and the other? that made you feel kind of like blah
1: well I mean, I think one of the one of the things about the scrubs finale right is that it really takes its time to do things right right like it splits up the plot of the episode is really minor and it somehow manages to split it up into two you know separate two twenty two minute episodes where usually the entire show is just like just twenty two minute episodes right so it really takes its time with like a you know and it it takes it has like nice moments and you know it it make sure that like some of the emotion stays in there and it's not doing anything too crazy. Whereas the Samurai Mm. Jack finale was so incredibly rushed. Like basically like, you know, we got to the end of episode nine and I'm thinking like, they still have a lot of stuff that they still have to kind of accomplish in the last episode. (laughs) And Samurai Jack
0: was like, yes, we do. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. And then it was like the entire thing was just like, you know, kind of anticlimactic references and and nods to earlier in the show which didn't really work some of them did but some of them didn't Mm. and then like the plot like the how it ended like plot wise ended up being like pretty cliche and didn't really fit with kind of you know the um what's the word i'm looking for it's gonna come to me gross (laughs) shut up the uh when when something's when something's like counter <laughs> to to expectations
0: counterintuitive no 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 like contradictory uh,
1: subversive it, it subversive kind of, it went against the sort of subversive themes and tones of like the plot structure of the show and ended on with ended with something like really cliché that didn't make nearly as much sense as the plots in the show usually make
0: well what you said there about uh Samurai Jack trying to make nods to the like to like the earlier stuff in the show, mm-hmm. it's also kind of typical that milestone celebrations, be they finales, anniversaries, or whatever, yeah. uh, involves some sort of nostalgia. Uh, there are certainly cases where that's not true, but I mean, well, going back to Sonic, the twentieth anniversary game was literally remaking levels from all the different games. So, <laughs> but <laughs> but, I, prettier. but prettier, but <laughs> prettier. But my thought that being, um, how? Hmm, how does the feeling, like, of nostalgia affect this? Because on one hand, like, with OKKO, OK you've got something where it's, it's not necessarily nostalgia to look at the pilot as much as it is, like, reflection on change. And with Smash Bros., I mean, I don't know if it was nostalgia that made them say, we need to bring Snake back. I think that was just licensing falling to things the right way. Do you think that, <sighs> I, I don't know, I have, a, I have a sort of a love-hate relationship with nostalgia in media anyway. I don't think that it's a good driving force but how do you guys think that that feeling impacts you as viewers and players and patrons?
2: Uh, well, I, I think it's just human nature to linger on like good moments in the past and, uh, Mm -hmm. and just, uh, you know, sometimes shut up. It, no, life is pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes it's just n- nice to just sit back and take a just uh just scope out like the distance you've come, the work the work you put in. You know, like yeah, it's uh you know like it's a miracle that anything gets made, considering the sheer difficulty of making art. Like for every show that actually gets greenlit, there's probably like ten shows that never saw the light of day. You know. Uh, and, uh, and that, yeah, if not more, you know, we like, on the internet, we like to pick apart things that are bad, but, like, even the bad stuff is kind of a miracle that the bad stuff got made, you know? If not
1: even more of a miracle, right? Like, (laughs) like, one in (laughs) ten shows only get made, and then this dumpster fire somehow got on, (laughs) got past everyone.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, I, 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 I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, nobody wants to make something bad, and, like, you know, even the bad shows. I feel like that had, might not
0: be true, but sure, generally.
2: <laughs> it's, Asylum. Even, even, even the bad <laughs> shows have even bad things have like people who put their heart into it, put really hard work into it, and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, like these milestones. I guess are more of an opportunity for them to just go, "Holy shit, we're here!" Yeah. 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 It, it is
0: it is f- hard for me to look at something that I think is bad, like a show I dislike, and say like, "Oh, that's garbage." And I get frustrated with people that do yeah. because it's it's easy to like goof up. And you're right; I don't think mm-hmm. they're trying to make something bad. Austin, you had something to say?
3: Yeah, no, it just it made me think though, like you're talking about how like it is really a miracle a miracle that some of these things were made. But uh, sometimes I feel like it's a lot harder to view things that yeah. way when like so. This is you know off topic a little bit, but like recently over uh, around New Year's. Um, I watched Bird Box with some people mm. here and we were like like when we got to the end of the movie we were like that was that was kind of bad like the the, sh- the movie had some good points towards the beginning mm-hmm. a, a fun premise but then it was just like disappointing for a number of reasons that I don't want to get into here but then like I go on Facebook and there are a lot of people from our homeland of Schenectady who were just like po- who were posting about how they um, really liked yeah. the movie and it was super scary and stuff and
0: I was like Maybe... I, I watched like, I eh. watched Bird Box. You and I had a conversation about it. I've watched it since it. then. Um, oh, yeah? I will say <laughs> I enjoyed watching it. Upon reflection, I see, like, all the cracks in the foundation and, like, how it could have been so much better. I think the fact that I wasn't scared for more than half the movie should have been a sign of its failings. <laughs> but I yeah. think of it a lot like Venom, the movie. And I, you have to say it like they did in the song Venom, where they... I, yeah. <laughs> the, Venom. The, the, the Venom film... Is not a good film, but they did some very good stuff in yeah, it. And yeah, and, like, good yeah.
2: enough that it made me watch the film multiple times and, like, enjoy it. I en- I enjoy Venom. I know it's a bad movie, but I enjoy it so much. Listen,
0: I don't like it, but I enjoy super bat of justice dawn so like i have my own fucking problems <laughs> no but like when i remember my friend he we were walking out of the movie like that's a good movie i'm like no 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 the eddie brock venom relationship was good and everything else was garbage and he was like yeah that <laughs> i was just like yeah but, all right
2: cool amazing <laughs> but, yeah yeah no but like i mean i mean like with bird box the, the i mean think about it you need you need er, how many things would have to work to get that A-plus movie you were hoping for, you know? You need script writers who were on point and didn't run into any trouble. Editors who were on point and didn't run into any trouble. Directors!
0: Luckily, they did have producers who didn't allow them to put in that really dumb mock-up of the baby. You can look up what they thought the monsters looked like on the internet that they scrapped. It just looks like... I'm gonna give you a hint. Baby snake. Yeah, it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not what you're expecting. The sketches the guy drew in the movie are way scarier. But no, I think I, I think it's worth reflecting on the stuff that doesn't do so well. And I've definitely, with you know, like Sonic O Six, had my fair share of yeah. disappointing <laughs> milestones. Yeah, and like uh, Sonic O Six is a good example. You know, like the developers they lost a year of development time because the P- they wanted to
2: make the PS3 launch. Gotta go fast. <laughs> and yeah, and they had to rush to release it on Christmas. Like. They did the best they could under the circumstances. I mean,
1: and going back to, like, what you were saying about nostalgia, right? Like, I think it kind of, it depends on what the media is, right? Because I think, like, tonally something like Scrubs definitely fits into, like, using nostalgia as a tool, right? Because the character of Deji, of Deji, JD is a very nostalgic person, right? (laughs) Like, he's constantly in his head about things. Whereas, like, with, with like, Samurai Jack, right, like, it didn't really work out that well. I mean, I I don't think it didn't work out because of the nostalgia. I think that maybe the nostalgia was taking up too much time that it might yeah. not. But, I don't know. And then, like, OK KO, right, like, it's a the goofy nature of the show, right, means that they can kind of make these meta jokes and, like, have these nostalgia nostalgic looking back moments and it and it fits tonally whereas that doesn't that doesn't really work for everything you know what i mean
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean well in a in a thing like smash bros uh th- yeah i was gonna say um because there's no story because
3: I, I don't think i i'm not sure that i would say that in smash bros um they've done things where they fail to like or they use nostalgia badly or anything because like i mean it Obviously, the game, uh, the game is trying. Like, if you look at it at like a cold reptilian marketing scheme, <laughs> it preys on your nostalgia <laughs> about games to get you to play. characters. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that Sakurai doesn't see it that way, but that's probably the way Nintendo sees it. I will
0: say, whenever I have to fight Ridley, I do choose Samus. So, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, um, but for uh, for the most recent installment for Smash Ultimate, like World of Light a lot of that is like yeah um no that's sort true of nostalgia and looking at the novelty of how they uh use the game engine to try to simulate fights with characters from other games who they didn't yeah like forward. one of the
0: first things was metal sonic they just have you fight sonic but he's made of metal it's a clever and thing and he
1: has a jetpack
0: yep that's true
1: i don't know that i'd necessarily land on that being nostalgia per se though because i feel like that That's more of just be, like, appreciating characters in games past and present. It's not really like, oh, look at all these old fun games from before, you know? Like, it's a little bit both, but...
0: I think, I think, yeah, I think it might be both. I definitely felt nostalgic playing it.
1: Yeah, but something that's, like,
3: definitely, like, an element of nostalgia from playing old games and stuff is, uh, uh, the, like, the boss fights and the boss rush sequence in, uh, in World of Light, um... Because, like, you know, like, especially for one, uh, having played uh, a lot of the a lot of the older Kirby games, um, I was super thrilled with the Marks fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was so... I was like, these are exactly the moves that he used, except I'm not sure about the one that seemed like he was exploding lungs out of himself or something, like mm-hmm. the, the bloody thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that attack, but everything else, I was like, yeah, this is just what it was like, except I'm not playing Kirby because I'm bad at Kirby. <laughs> um, and, but then on the other hand, though, there was like this feeling whenever you ran into one of these uh, simulated fights or like the old bosses, you're like, Like, oh, well, it's kind of sad that this isn't going to be one of the five new characters that they're going to release. No, that's fair. So, like, it was kind of sad. So maybe, like, but, you know, I can't blame them for it or anything. I don't know. I'm just just thrilled. What were you going to say?
2: All right. uh, So with Smash Bros, uh, yeah, nostalgia is a big playing factor. There's a reason people are like, I want this character in this game. Really badly, you know, because even the the votes for King K. Rule, who hasn't been in a game
0: like in forever, <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 King <laughs> K. Rule, Ridley. The the reason is people want to see because like what Smash Bros. successfully does isn't just having these deep mechanics, but like representing these characters in in their game, like the way they move, the way they animate their moveset, yeah. set. It it's all like a best best hits of everything the mm-hmm. character ever was. These Smash Bros. incarnations like, an embodiment of those characters, you know? Like, you see King K. Rool, and, like, holy shit, he is exactly like you imagine he was in the original yeah. Donkey Kong Country games, and, like...
1: Uh, uh, I mean, I, I agree with that, like, Smash Bros. as a whole, right? But, like, when you're looking at Ultimate, right, as a milestone of the Smash Bros you know, game franchise, right? Like, I would say that the game doesn't do a lot to, like... Like, it doesn't do a lot to, like, po- poke nostalgic feelings towards, like, the original Smash Bros. game or
2: anything like that.
1: You know, not saying that it should, but...
2: Uh, except, you know, like, the starting roster is the original Smash characters from, yeah. Yeah. And was, from the first Smash Bros. that level
0: Bros. with the tree? Is that, like... That's not Yoshi's Island, is it? the tree that blows at you was that that's Um, Kirby that's Kirby Kirby yeah yeah Uh, when you look close at that this game is 1080p HD and that tree is pixelated as fuck when you look real close (laughs) at its design but um no so I want to I want to dovetail this into one last question with all this talk about nostalgia Mm -hmm. of history of development and milestones I want to turn that lens back on us In the last while that we've been doing this show, with all this stuff in mind, what has been your favorite part of CGP? Your favorite topic, experience, domain, episode, editing, whatever. Round the horn. What you got? I was not prepared for this. Uh... It's episode 100. You had to expect a sappy ending attempt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so episodes that stick out to me as episodes that I really enjoyed being part of. um, I'm not going to remember the numbers correctly. Uh it's Just Chips was a really it's good just episode. Chips joke was The was Johnny Mnemonic episode with mm-hmm. Chowder, Laura, and Eddie.
0: Um, it's like 47, 46, something, something like that. Something
1: like that. The Halloween yeah. episode was also one of my favorites, the one on Over the Garden Wall that
2: Chowder mm-hmm. hosted. That was yeah, a really that, fun one. That was one. That's one of my favorite <laughs> episodes, yeah. yeah.
1: And honestly, like it's, it's ridiculous, but I always go back to the fucking Potter Puppet Pals episode, like episode yeah. five. That episode was just a straight-up good time. Yeah,
0: that's still, like, one of our most listened-to episodes.
1: And I remember, because, like, when we were starting this podcast, we had this whole idea of, like, how things were going to play out, right? And then we're like, hey, Matt, what do you want to do for your first topic? And he's like, Potter Puppet Pals. And (laughs) Paul and I were both just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, are we really going to have a discussion on Potter Puppet Pals? And then it was a great fucking episode. It was super fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Uh that was, like, an important moment for me, just, like, learning, like, you know it doesn't always have to be kind of like what we expect it to be and that this you know the show can be like so many different things based on like who's hosting and what they're bringing to it and what angle yeah. they want to go to it with and i don't know that's like kind of the fun part of it for me right i love it yeah.
2: chowder how about you yeah i think uh i think the whole thing i like most is that we we topped it out like uh you know, it wasn't always smooth sailing when we were making this podcast. Uh, and <laughs> Still isn't. It's still it's, not smooth sailing. It's, it's still not, <laughs> but yet here we are. We've made a hundred goddamn episodes. We've toughed it out, we, and, like, we put the work in, and we have something to show for it. Maybe, maybe not a whole lot, but, hey, we can say we made something, and I'm proud of that. Literally, uh, we, all three of us, well, maybe not Austin
0: because you died, but all three <coughs> of us could say ah. we've made a hundred hours of content. Austin, you made 68 hours of content, but you know, then you died. Yes, yeah, like I
1: mean, more than that. A
0: lot of our episodes
1: go over an hour, right?
0: Over 100 hours, I think, you know. That's true. Well, Austin, I I you having been stepped away from the show for a while, you're still involved with the group. I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on it? <laughs>
3: Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I like. I really enjoyed uh so more like a lot of the like a lot of the episodes towards the beginning when I was doing more of the editing stuff. Like that's I remember a lot of that a little more
1: clearly. And that was fun. Um, yeah, editing was a lot more fun in the beginning when we were still like passionate about it. <laughs> it was just like, oh, look at this fun <laughs> joke I can make in editing. Yeah, now it's just like there's hardly any other any like sound bits or anything.
0: <laughs> Once again, Jeff, I implore you to listen to episode 97 and see my fucking editing supremacy. <laughs> 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 oh gosh yeah i mean the the
3: those are the biggest the the jokes that i got to do there like the first time with the the sacred music thing when we were talking about being a christian is still probably my favorite thing um
0: that's
1: back in episode two
0: that inspired the confession quarter music that i put in there sometimes now yeah uh austin i hate to flip it on you one of my favorite moments was the serendipity of the episode where you died where oh yeah it was so because we we knew austin was stepping away from the show and eddie did the snap and i pretended austin died (laughs) and then we were like oh wait this is perfect (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i don't know i've had a i've had a good time making the show with you boys and uh i like i like the direction it's going and some of the stuff we're doing um i don't know that's kind of all i had for the discussion I hope it came full circle and it doesn't seem like a ham-fisted attempt at nostalgia. <laughs> I'm bad at nostalgia. We've covered this.
1: Can it be both?
0: <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> That's got to be the episode title for the milestone, fix it in post. That has to be it, doesn't it? That pretty much sums up no. everything we've done to this point. Okay. Cool. All right, let's move was, on to the I was raid.
1: personally a fan of... Uh, of- swishy brishies get the swishies or whatever
0: (laughs) we're gonna move on to the ratings now the rating section is where uh, instead of just analyzing we just state our feelings on the topic but there's a problem isn't there there's no topic this week. So what are we going to rate? Uh, wait, can we rate this episode? <laughs> no, we're not going to rate this episode. I'm going to have each of you, and I'm prepared for fucking brutal honesty. Are we here. rating the show? Uh, we're going to choose a rating scale on one to five. And in, in the spirit of self-reflection, we're going to make this rating scale one out of five rating scales. So on a scale oh, of shit. one to five rating scales... <laughs> I'm gonna have you guys each rate your experience Making the common geeking program over these past 100 episodes
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh I've got too many real things to say that just wouldn't be funny (laughs)
0: Low-key worried this might be the lowest rated topic ever (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> it can't be worse than the Sonic episode. It wasn't Wizards um, work
0: No, Wizards Tide. Something beat Sonic. Yeah, Sonic's not the worst somebody- anymore. Well,
1: I mean, I think that uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation maybe scored lower than Sonic. That was true.
0: Laura had a lot of fun with it, though.
2: But that was like- Mortal Kombat was like- Like, we watched that knowing it was bad. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: And it was a very fun discussion. Anyway, round the horn, Jeff. One to five. Uh, as my co-creator, my co-executive oh, producer. Boy. What hath hell wrought upon you, sir?
1: All right, I think I'm gonna have to give Common Geek Program. Gosh, God, no, I'm not just gonna fucking lay out. Le- oh, okay, fine. All right, <laughs> you got time. All right, um, I'm gonna am like, the so comic Program, this is stressing me out, Con. I think <laughs> it's gonna get a, a three out of five from me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I, you know, we've had we've had our we've had our bumps and. We still have some bumps, and uh, I think that <laughs> you know, Colin. Yeah, you know, I think that. One of the biggest things one of the biggest negative things that this podcast has done to me is just from the experience of the two of us working together. I think that there has been some some scars on our relationship just from both yeah. of us having to have like such a you know a proximity towards each other's personalities.
0: We've had to <laughs> confront a lot of things that like I don't confront with like my roommates or my co-workers. Yeah,
1: no, there have been some times that I'm just like, I just if this was a relationship, we would have had to end it a long time ago <laughs>
0: just because
1: it's unhealthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but By all intents and purposes, I think you and I have round a corner.
1: No, it, we have, and I've
0: round rounded
1: past. Yeah, t- I mean, I, but, I, and I think that, I think that, like, especially more recently, we've. You know, been able to kind of work against our own, perhaps, uh, instincts about working with things, and that that has made us stronger in some ways. And then I think that (laughs) moving forward, the show has mostly just been improving. I think that there is like some initial spark from like the first maybe 20 episodes that maybe isn't there anymore just because we've been doing it for so long and it's been a lot of fun trying to find ways to 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 get that to happen again and we definitely have a lot of great moments where it it comes back in spades
0: so but yeah i i I love that chowder how about how about you one to five rating scales
2: (laughs) i forgot it was that (laughs) man that's a that's a oh that stuff like we've come a long way but I feel like we still have room for improvement, much room for improvement. Uh, You know, looking back...
0: Yeah, we rented out a concert hall. That's how much fucking room for improvement we have.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, and like like looking back on all the moments of this podcast, you know, there have been times when people have frustrated me, times I've frustrated people, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I see the looks on your faces. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? No.
2: Never. Uh, anyway, anyways, but but like, but more often than not, I've enjoyed making this podcast. I've enjoyed, yeah, just like laughing with people and just having a good time and talking about stuff. Uh, so you know, I'm going to give it mm, three. Yeah, three rating scales out of five. I, I, I I'm good with that. Yeah. I
3: love it. And Austin. So I decided this, like, at the moment that you told us we were doing this out of uh, rating scales. I wasn't sure what I was expecting here. Um, but, um, yeah, this is getting uh, 3.5 out of 5 rating
0: scales.
1: Uh...
3: Yeah,
0: fucking bump the curve. <laughs> like, like, averages out to, like, 3.175 or some shit. <laughs> yeah so
3: um i don't know i mean like maybe maybe the, the point 0.5 is just because i haven't been here for the last 50 episodes ish um and i don't know what happened that, like made uh made that go down for you guys uh,
0: no i think since the last 30 episodes it's gone up i think I we agree were having that, some yeah. problems before <laughs> then <laughs> It's been it's been pretty well, good. Yes, I also
3: made like okay, like even when I was when I was involved, like I was doing uh, like editing and things too. But I also made sure that I I wasn't like doing any of the planning and stuff, mm. right? Like you know, if I if I was in charge of an episode, of course I had to do planning things. But I didn't have the the responsibility that you Colin and you Jeff had. So like the podcast was always going to be a little easier on me. But like I don't know, it's overall uh good things most of the most of the stuff that uh, that i think was problematic about having the podcast in my life was just because like i was trying to uh get ready for grad school and it was also that most of the like i was living at home and it was just like that just everything in your life is in my life anyway was problematic problematic when i was still living with my parents so you know story
0: of our lives all right then we're gonna go
1: we all have all had time, problematic times living with Austin's parents.
0: <laughs> I mean, Eddie has.
1: <laughs> Did Eddie live
3: with you? Oh, uh, no, he just stayed over a lot when we oh, were okay.
1: working on the movie. That's fair. Yeah. Ah, uh, the movie. And got into fist fights with your mom. <sighs>
0: yeah. So we're gonna breeze breeze right past the that, <laughs> and I need to award a gold star student. Um. So the Gold Star Student Award, I awarded the person who sort of had the best participation, in this case, since it was- Are you
1: gonna give the Golden Golden Star Student Award? Um, oh my
0: (laughs) god, I have all this written down and I didn't pick a gold star. Yeah, it has to be the Golden Gold- Isn't that always the
3: thing
1: that we forget, though? The Golden Gold- The Golden Gold
3: Star? Yeah, the
0: gold, the Golden Golden Star Student Award Award. It's like the advent- it's the- the Adventure Zone Zone. Gosh, is that-
1: that is just, like, unreasonably difficult to say for what those words are, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, it really is. So the gold gold star student award award is going to be (laughs) awarded to the person who I think brought maybe some of the most uh, out of left field and maybe cohesive points about this conversation is a little more freeform than most, so I was curious to see how this would happen. Harkening back to some discussions we had about early episodes and problems awarding gold stars, there may be some vindication by Chowder, who's going to be the winner of this episode. (laughs) <laughs> so chatter, I'm awarding it to you for some of the comments you made about like the importance of development and like the uh, the personal stakes it takes, and and I, I felt that there was kind of beauty in your commentary about it's difficult to get anything made, it's it's wonderful that anything gets made, and just your perspective. On how these kinds of celebrations can be very valuable. So, will this episode be good? Nope. But, <laughs> <laughs> but here we all laugh, and we're all laughing hundred episodes later. And I'm very happy you guys came along for this 3.175 star ride. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, we do have a couple housekeeping things I want to get through really quickly. So we're taking this opportunity to make some changes to the show. First and foremost, uh, some casting changes. I guess now that I consider it, since I kind of found, since I found Austin in upstate New York, <laughs> I guess that means Eddie didn't actually kill him. We could probably let him out of the shadow realm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want. Please. Yeah, Jeff, just put him on the next episode. Well, that'll be fun. He can host um, it. S-
1: It'll go fine. We won't even tell him until a day before recording. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll be fine. So, uh, first of all, casting change. Uh, I think that we can welcome Edward back to the rotation. But uh, part of the reason I wanted to have this nostalgic discussion is I am going to be stepping down from the regular rotation of Common Geeking Program cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will be sort of splitting off the Common Briefing Program, our news episodes, into a monthly thing that will appear in this feed. To give you guys a treat, uh, this is airing February 1st, so I believe... You should be getting the first spin off common briefing program today. I'll try to put it in the feed after this episode. Um,. Uh, Laura will also be stepping down she's preparing for a wedding uh, so she's got a lot on her plate and the she's preparing for her wedding for her, her wedding <laughs> which is a wedding <laughs> that's
3: important uh, that's
0: true not any old wedding this ain't your um, dad's wedding <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Laura's wedding <laughs> it's <laughs> so uh, the other big news which uh, Jeff let slip in episode 97 and I neglected to edit out is we are going bi-weekly um, two reasons for this one as you may have heard we've had some issues making the show that we would like to alleviate (laughs) but two we are also going to be doing some new projects and we want to give everybody some time to really enjoy making this show and give their (laughs) all to everything that they do whether this or something else um on the topic of new shows we have some stuff in the works laura and i don't want to leave y'all hanging and she and i've had a hard time connecting as adults we're going to be doing a show called how you doing which is just Two adults trying to stay friends from a distance. We're going to check in and put out little just personal conversations, probably in its own separate feed. Um, We're going to hash out the details on that. Um, Also, just opinion from the three of you guys. I'm also prepping a tabletop show, a tabletop role-playing thing with some other folks involved in this. And it's something where everybody's going to take turns DMing. And we can't pick a fucking name for this show. We are trying so hard. (laughs) And we got into such a big argument today over what it is. I can love one of the contenders. Can you guys just pitch me anything? Like, if you had to, a name for a D&D show, if you just had to pull something out of your butt. Nothing but butts. Nothing but butts. One. Chowder, anything? Uh, Mimicry is the best form of flattery? Mimicry is the best form of flattery. It's great in a podcast feed title, Awesome. A Austin. little like
3: <laughs> me. Um, I think this might be more for, like, a... Uh... Um, more more of like a TV show thing than a podcast. But the first thing that came to my mind right now was in the eye of the beholder.
0: All right. I'm going to legitimately suggest that to the four other people uh, <laughs> producing the only. show with me. Um, but that's... <laughs> That and we have we some all other projects. He was
1: only really asking Austin's opinion, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, you had me come up with I that on didn't the man.
3: <laughs> I didn't have the pleasure of participating in this civil discussion earlier.
0: <laughs> so, and I'm glad to be represented. <laughs> so, yeah, we got some changes coming. Uh, so, you're going to see a couple things in your feed uh, as we come out with new ideas. We're going to try to get them to you. We want to grow the show, so please share, subscribe, anything you've got like that. Um, but we're excited to do more. I kind of think that that's about it. CommonGeekingProgram.com is going to be the place to go for all these things. If you don't check the feed, we're going to put everything there as well. So, uh, aside from that, yeah, a regular stick listener engagement will get you a chance to pick an episode. I think we're good. Are we good? I'm Colin. Ooh, okay. You can find me at SonicColinK on Twitter. Jeff? Uh,
1: Oh, I'm Jeff. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at things I wish existed, and there is a dot between each word.
2: Uh, I'm Tymel or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at timeulchowderi. Chowder, I really need you to one of these
1: days make a make a social media account where your where your tag is whichever whichever you prefer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and then lastly, Austin, do you wish to be found?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, you're gonna have to try harder to find me. I've been thinking of uh, starting a Twitter account recently, so that's uh, you know. <laughs> so you, you, I don't have any real information about what the name would be. You can
1: find it in Austin's thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, in my dreams. So with that, I want to thank anybody who actually listened to uh, this many episodes of the show, or at least something along the way. I hope you'd enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to be around for as much longer as we can handle each other, so time <laughs> will tell. Uh, thank you, everybody. At least 12, right? At least 12. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, subscribing, sharing, everything. We will talk to you in two weeks. A
1: good night. Ciao. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, cool. So, I got to stop right, recording Stop that. recording. No, I want the recording to continue
0: on forever. This episode of The Common Geeking Program is hosted by Colin Ketchin, joined by Jeff Levitt, Timul Chowdhury, and Austin Liebers. This episode is sponsored by The Miracle, that in 100 episodes, I have only hosted about Star Trek twice. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt, with this episode edited by me, Colin, featuring original music, also by me. In two weeks, we'll be back with a new episode, and later today, you'll be able to get a common briefing program all about the geek news of January 2019. But we've also got a Patreon page that we hope you'll consider, patreon.com geekingprogram geeking program. As we branch out, we want to make sure we can do everything and do it our best. Give it a look, tune in next time, and thank you for listening to this. <laughs> oh, look at this guy, he's a little TV.
1: And then. Oh my goodness. He's so good. Look at him. He's just a Def- little boy. Y-
0: You said to me on the last episode where we were together, I don't want, I'm sick of you moaning about Star Trek because do you know what it's like to like be a Transformers fan and find a community? I'm starting to think it's not that you're a Transformers fan. I'm starting to think that even Transformers (laughs) fans are kind of like, yeah, watch out for Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Rude. (laughs) All right. Um, So I was going to kick it off. Um, Austin, don't talk at the beginning. I'll intro you. It'll be a simple thing. I'll
1: talk for him. I'll tell you the things that I think
0: he would say.
1: Hi, everybody!
0: (laughs) 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 Alright, um, here we go.